Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by assholeconsulting.com. Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. And now, your host... Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. Check one, check one, we are live. It's working, the new laptop is working. Greetings, some uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. The old captain decided not to make a... Uh, one leap, one trek, one leg. That's the word I was looking. Leg of a journey. It was a, a one. I did not do a one leg journey from uh, the WBL to Rapid City. I decided to do a two leg because the new captain, new Cappy, reformed Cappy, is he? He has done enough redlining. We have been redlining the engines since eighteen, eighteen and a half, and now that food, clothing, and shelter are all stable. Now that the latest essay, the new essay, Poor Richard's Retirement is out, all the things have been taken care of, the old captain. Now we go on to stage two. There's only two stages in life. Stage one was race, red line, get to the point that you are in a position of FU. <clears throat> yes, it will be a curse for you. I will attempt. Stage two was then relax. And I wanted to get to stage two by the age of 30. The plan was to have two rental properties paid off by that time. It was mathematically possible, but it was not possible in the real world because of baby boomer bosses. And I will continue to say that no matter how sick and tired you guys get of it, but it is the truth. And we need to accurately diagnose all the problems with society. And most people, I believe most people, if we were to have World War II generation bosses and supervisors, uh, that would be possible if you didn't have kids, you lived very frugally, and you lived in a... Ba- you, you could have two rental properties paid off by the age of 30 under baby boomer rules if they were the referees, but that was not the case. I'm sorry, under Je- uh, World War One generation rules. That, but that was not the case. We had to deal with a, probably the most corrupt generation ever, I'd have to say. Certainly in the corporate America world, Although that is left to be determined, I'm I'm very curious to see how Gen X bosses do uh, for whatever brief stay of power we will have before the millennials slowly take over. Uh, but that I, that was the intention was to relax, and now well, we're a little bit late, twelve years late, but now now we can relax. There's no reason to rush. There's no reason to drive the nine hours from Minneapolis to Rapid City. Uh, I decided to take kind of a back road. Because I got sick of I got sick of tired. You go straight down, thirty five. You go thirty five W. You hook up to four ninety four. You go over to one sixty nine, and then you go all the way out. Atham, take a look at this on your on your map. I've gone through the towns of Saint Mankato, Saint James, Wyndham, Worthington. You hook up to the interstate I ninety down on the southern end of Minnesota, and you just take that all the way. And it's boring. I've done it a million times, and it's boring. So I got to go to the different towns of Fairfax, 
Redwood Falls, Pipestone, found myself this great little cafe. All these old towns, all these old dying towns, the towns that used to be the center of commerce, but now that Walmart and everything else is, you know, you, you go into these, what do we call it, supra regional like the county seat, normally you go, quote, I'm going to go to town. You go to the county seat and there'd be a downtown and there'd be a mercantile store. You can still see it. You can still see it on these old small towns. The buildings, you know, Bob's Furniture and, and the bank and, uh, and the uh, even sometimes you can even see mercantile written on the side of these old buildings. And not anymore. Now these small, these small they're, they're no longer economically efficient. The same thing is happening to malls with mall, uh, not Mall of America, but with Amazon, uh, online purchases, Walmart. It's obsoleting the malls, and I know Chris Beckloff thinks this is this is a sign of the apocalypse in the Seven or the Four Horsemen, or however many they're supposed to be. He thinks it's a sign of the economy collapsing or small town America dying. That is not it. It is a sign of the economy evolving and advancing and moving along. Still, you go through these small little towns, and now what has taken place is. It's some people would say it's bad. I say it's a good development, but it's a more leisurely. It's a it's not labor. It's leisure. So instead of absolute necessities, your your staples of life, your food, your furniture, your hardware store, your livery livery. Uh, now it's all coffee shops and and restaurants. So this I went to this cafe over in Redwood Falls. Nice little cafe. Got a cheap sandwich. Got my espresso. Oh, the middle of nowhere, middle of nowhere, Minnesota. And just sunny out, beautiful, 70 degrees, just a touch cool, a touch, but that's all right. Wasn't like the day when I drove through Moab and it was 33, and you were praying it was 32 because at least that way it wouldn't be water, it'd be snow, and it wouldn't be soaking you down to your nether regions. Uh, But it's just a nice motorcycle ride. And then Pipestone, I found a cafe that's open 24-7. 24-7. Do you know how precious and rare that is outside of a city? Even in a major metro area, to find a 24-7 restaurant, the only thing, your only bet is Perkins or Waffle House. Perkins up north, Waffle House down south. And so I found this cafe, Pipestone, Minnesota, on the middle of nowhere. That is actually going to change the trajectory by which I drive because I at least get to go a route I've never seen before. And it's like, hey, here's a Nada Perkins. Here's a not a Waffle House that's open 24-7. And I, I probably should have stopped, but I, I was like, nah, I already ate. Uh, I'll come back on the way back. I probably will come back on the way back and stop there. But now I'm in Sioux Falls, and there's a cigar lounge here. That, I won't lie to you, that was one of the main reasons I decided to get a hotel here and not Mitchell or Chamberlain. There are now only two cigar lounges in the entire state of South Dakota. Uh, one was called Vino 100. That was in Rapid City, and that is no longer. That was my second favorite cigar lounge in all of the world, and sadly that is gone. Although I'm glad, I'm glad I got to enjoy it while it was there. Just like friends, just like, <laughs> just like, it's sad. The 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 latest essay I wrote is really sad. I I talk about humans, and even though they are the most important thing. No matter what you do, it's outside of your control because life, I say you will lose more friends to life than you will death because life just happens to people. They, the predominant one is getting married for men and then having children, and that, that wipes everybody out. And then you, don't, you just don't see these people anymore. That's it. They're gone. You don't, they, they could be living a mile down the road. Oh, I've told you guys the story before when I was living in Minneapolis. My best friend 
well, back then he was my best friend, literally lived a block away. And I saw him less than then than I did uh, even when uh, he was in a completely different state because he got himself a girlfriend and it would be like he never wanted to go out. He never wanted to go out after that. It was just like, hey, you want to like go get a bar? You know, like then there were bars. It was downtown Minneapolis. We could have gone, you know, any one place. And even I saw his his then girlfriend, now wife. I hope they're still married. She was a very nice girl. Um, I saw her more because she was a nice girl too. I really liked her. She's a sweetheart. Probably still is a sweetheart, of course. Today, um, I saw her more than I did my best friend because she at least wanted to go out. We, I had a convertible back then, and I, she's like, yeah, let's go. It's kind of like, all right, let's go. Just, just a sweet, wonderful lady, sweet girl. Uh, but that, that's how it goes. Life will, they will, life will sniper away all your loved ones. Not consciously, not maliciously. They don't consciously do it. They just all of a sudden they're gone. And uh, that's that's and you can you you can only enjoy them while they're there. You can't put a gun to their head. You can't. I've I've lost friends because they get tired, because they're getting old, because they they have health problems. I've, it's very sad. Just just what an attrition rate there is. And uh, it's the same thing with the cigar lounge. I'm glad I got to enjoy it while it was there. I'm glad I got to enjoy. I had some good fond memories there. And now that pl- I've, I've been going there for a decade, at least a decade. That yeah, Vino 100, right downtown Rapid City. And now it's gone. So now there's only two left. One in Sioux Falls, which I'm going to scope out later on tonight. And then the other one is in Deadwood, South Dakota, in the basement of one of those old buildings. And um, even though it is touristy, it is a pretty cool cigar lounge. They do have a very good humidor. They do keep you got a lot of these. Yeah, we're a cigar lounge. We got a humidor. And, and I may have told the story before where in Casper, Wyoming, there is a cigar store company. They do have a walk-in humidor. But they don't have it on. It's broken. And they think just putting cigars in a room with a sliding door is a humidor. And and once again, you think I make this up. You think I have a some kind of unwarranted bigotry against Wyomingans or Wyomingites. And uh, no, it's a very legitimate, authorized, 100% warranted bigotry and hatred against the stupid people of Wyoming. But th- And this guy had... Seriously, several thousand dollars worth of inventory uh, in a humidor that wasn't running. Literally, I said, well, your humidor is not on. Oh, it ain't. They're in there. I'm like, yeah, but the humidor isn't on. It's on. It's inside there. And so I'm hoping since I'm this much closer to the Mississippi uh, that we here in Sioux Falls, this cigar lounge in Sioux Falls, actually has... A humidor in operation. It's got to. I, I saw some pictures on this. It's called Stogies. 4.9 stars out of 5. So I'm I'm almost guaranteeing they, they have. South Dakota is just leagues above Wyoming. I know they are abut one another. But um, something happens. I'm not, even, I'm not even kidding. You go from Spearfish to Gillette. That's only a 90-mile drive. Atham looked that up again. Spearfish, far west side of South Dakota, literally 10 miles from the border. And then Gillette, far east side of Wyoming, uh, maybe hour and a half, hour, 10 minutes apart. And the IQ drops basically a point every mile uh, the closer you get to Gillette. 
Oh, so yes, it will be a nice. I got five days in the Black Hills. Got a, a newbie rookie motorcycle rider uh, coming out. Dirty Harris coming out too, so we're all gonna go and chill. And I got oh man, did I get a deal? Oh, did I get a deal? I'm staying downtown Deadwood. Got a deal, cheap hotel, thirty nine bucks a night. I don't care if there's tarantulas in there. I, that's thirty right downtown Deadwood uh, for five nights. And I'm like, I'm, I'm buying it now. I don't care. And there's like bad reviews, and I, and I and I'm reading them, and it's all prissy suburbanite people who like expect that these buildings that were built in the 1860s and 1870s are going to have the amenities of, of a building built in 2016. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? You you go you go stay up on the brand new ritzy casino hotel they built up on the cliff. You go have fun with that. You you pay you pay for that and then you come down here and then you pay for parking. And I'm just going to walk out on the main street. It's like being on the strip it really is. Like Deadwood is basically a gambling town. It's a main drag. It's got casinos dotting, you know, the, the main drag. Except I got to stay on the strip for thirty nine bucks a month, a, a, a day, a night. I think if you went up to the fancy hotels, it was a hundred, hundred twenty. I was like, no, no, thank you, no. But uh, yeah, normally I stay down in Hot Springs, dirt cheap hotel down there. But this was even cheap, and it was more central. I never stayed in the Northern Black Hill. Oh, I've torn up all over the place, but I've never really. I spent one night at the Iron Horse, which is in Deadwood. Nobody gives a crap because none of you people come out to South Dakota. You think I'm all crazy? You're like, what's in South Dakota? Ah, Deadwood. Ah, what is it? Just a bunch of cowboys and farmers? Well, what? One or two Indians? And you guys? That's fine. That's fine. You guys go to New York, you go to Dallas, you go to Miami, you go to Rocky Mountain National Park if you want to get out and explore. Go to go to uh, Yosemite, go to Yellowstone, go to where it's all pop, go to the Grand Canyon, go go where you're told to go. Just You just leave me alone in South Dakota and don't even bother with Deadwood. Yep, you're right. Just a bunch of cow pokes. Just a bunch of... Just a bunch of farmers and G shucks Williker, just a bunch of Jehovah Witnesses all hanging out that just happens to be a gambling town in there. Used to be a lot of gun shoot- shootouts and all that. Very high crime. Anyone watch Deadwood? I couldn't believe it. I was talking to somebody. The show Deadwood is based on Deadwood, South Dakota. And this idiot, who, who was normally otherwise very intelligent, he's like, well, I thought that was in California. I'm like... Deadwood? What, what made you think it was in California? Well, cool stuff was happening. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Cool. Only cool stuff happens in California, right? Because the television and the movies and the TV shows are all made in California. Kind of like in the 80s, all the cool stuff was happening in California and Los Angeles. Oh, and by the way, like the Pelican Brief and the uh, people that brought down Nixon when they made a movie about that. Like, yeah, it, the, the media never fantasizes over itself. It never makes glorified movies over its own self-importance. It never does that. It never, never overstates their own value. Oh, I was hoping the internet would. Maybe, maybe it has. One thing you could say of the younger kids, they're, they're not swallowing whole this. Well, okay. They are swallowing whole the I'm going to be independent by being a conformist. So everyone's going to getting tattoos. Everyone's going to get in their ears pierced. But the fashion, the brand fashion, like you got to have this type of jeans. You got to have that type of shirt. You got to have this type of bag. That has largely 
been rejected by younger people and younger culture. That really is a Gen X thing. I mean, there's there's still middle-aged women of my age. They got to get their Lululemon yoga pants. They got to have their Range Rover. I think that that's an issue. The only ones that are really left over with that, I'd say, are the dupes and the yokels who still watch sports, and you got to get your Air Jordans. I I don't want to say oh it's strictly black culture because it's not, uh, but you got to get your Fubu jacket. Is that even thing is Fubu a thing anymore? Did that have its run? I like to see it's it's getting phased out. There's no more brand name. No one's going. Oh, I got to have this type of jeans. I got to have that type of shoe. Because that, that was the big day. And, and just as it was in the 80s, you had to have your Cavarishi pants. And only cool people went to California and had and, and had experiences in Vail where you skied down the slopes and, and you went over. And there was the elite preppy snooty guy who had all the money. And he challenged you to the triple-double black diamond. And then you won in the end. And somehow that made the hot chick want to sleep with you. But then you said, hey, no hot chick I've been chasing all this time. Through the trials and tribulations, the girl who trained me how to ski, hey, she took off her glasses, took off her helmet, and look at the flag. She is not only really beautiful, she has inner beauty. And I'm going to leave you kids alone. That was every story in the 80s ever told. So you don't have to watch them. How many were there? There were surfing and skiing movies. Always some kind of eccentric sport. Gleaming the Cube, was that another one? That was more 90s, wasn't it? Always some underdog kid. I guess it was uh, Six Mile. Kind of that was the latest version of that. So instead of skiing or snowboarding or surfing, it was rapping. And then Flava Flav or whoever the white guy version of him is, the one from Detroit, Michigan. Um, whatever his name, Slim Shady guy. He came by and and actually in the real world that guy and I, as much as I slam on him I will give this guy props he did endure and suffer and tried to break dance if recall correctly he tried to break dance this is back in the eighties and the nineties he brought out his cardboard he was trying, he was horrible at it so he went into rapping you know white kid rapping in Detroit what the hell and he did it he became I think if not one of the most popular or highest album-selling rap artist. But that doesn't change the fact that the movie he did was formulaic. It was underdog, going up against elites. Uh, there probably was a hot chick that he was chasing after, and then he, he learned so much about the inner side of him. It, it's it's all. There's nothing new. Nothing new is anymore. Um, I got my... Hang on, do I have my sponsor list? Okay, we found it. Here we are. So I got a new laptop. The other one broke and cracked. It's acting all funky. Thankfully, was able to salvage all the key files off of it. All right, Praxy, if you haven't downloaded the Praxy app, go do so. Uh, and you can get an emergency asshole consulting request. You could contact me directly over your phone, just kind of like uh, FaceTime or FaceChat. Except it's through the Praxy app, and you pay up. You pay through the uh, you pay through the asshole. <laughs> That's really what the difference is. So uh, you could go to my site on Praxy. It's praxy.com/home/user/asshole/consulting. Uh, but since it's an app for the phone, it, it really is just it's just there for you to look on the internet, I guess. But if you're going to download it on your phone, uh, it's you got to download it on the phone, and then you can use it on your phone. But you also have to go online and register, provide a credit card number, and all that. Because yes, you have to pay. 
but if you're a tradesman or a tradeswoman, you have some kind of skill that somebody would want to contact you for, and an emer- your own version of an emergency asshole consulting service. Consider offering your services through Praxy. It's P-R-A-X-E-Y. Download it on your phone. Install it. And uh, let me know. Let me know if you do because it, it's it's got a lot of potential, and I'm really kind of curious. Again, from the entrepreneurial perspective, as to how this thing's going to play out. I think I think he is going to make a lot of money. The guy who started it. Um, but yeah, go ahead and check it out. I mean, it, it doesn't cost you anything to download. You know, just take a look at it, see if you like it. The real Mark Baxter at realmarkbaxter.com. Visit Mark. You can visit his site, but it's predominantly a podcast. So if you're done listening to the Clary podcast, you can tune into The Real Mark Baxter. You can also tune into Entrepreneurs in Cars with Rich. Rich, our Canadian buddy up north who drives fancy cars, which I disagree with. Um, that's the one thing I would disagree with him. Where he's, but he's he's kind of like a car geek. So I understand if you're a mechanic and you're into cars, like, okay, then you got to have a car. You know, all right, that's your thing. Like, you really can't fault a computer geek for having a really souped-up computer he technically doesn't need, but it's like, eh, it's your profession, it's your thing, all right, you can have it. But he's on YouTube, you can find him, Entrepreneurs in Cars. Uh, Listen to our our Canadian friend up north. Have you bought your nose hair trimmers? No! Have you bought your your micro-hobby distillery? No! Well, why don't you go do that anyway? Go to my Amazon affiliate program by first... Going to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Click on the Amazon banner and do all your online shopping there. Everybody shops on Amazon. All I'm asking you to do if you want to support the old captain but you don't want to donate money or you have no use for any of my sponsors' products, which I understand. We don't cover everything here. Amazon does. And since everybody does their shopping on Amazon, all I ask you to do is go through my affiliate first. Go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. You click on the Amazon banner. If you do it that way, everything you buy during that shopping session, I get a 7% commission. So just get into the good habit of going to my site first. <clears throat> you can bookmark it if you want. Uh, and then everybody can go get their nose hairs trimmers. Why do you keep pres- uh, pushing the nose hairs trimmers? Because you guys need it. It's like the internet. The no- nose hairs trimmers is truly like cell phones or the internet. You didn't know how you got by without them. But you, but you, you did because you have these memories and it didn't seem like a like a dream. It was like, no, that was real. I remember the times when we had answering machines. That's how you're going to feel about nose hairs trimmers. So go get your nose hairs trimmers through my Amazon affiliate program. We have all my different books, but I'm not going to hound on those because you guys already know all about them. But the latest book, Poor Richard's Retirement, that came out last night, uh, very late last night. And then the Kindle was almost instantaneous. They they approved that within two hours. So it is available in paperback and Kindle. It is already the number one book in retirement planning under that category for um, for Amazon, or at least it was an hour ago when I last checked. It's ranked 8,900th place, which I know sounds like an affirmative action participation trophy, but it's not. That's actually really good uh, because there's like three or four million books out there, and to be ranked that highly is, is awesome. So I wanted to thank everybody who bought it. But in full disclosure, I'm warning you guys now, and I'm going to keep warning you guys now so I don't hear this complaint later. If you are already a minimalist, and if you already put humans first in your life, you probably really don't need this book. It's The, the philosophy is nothing new, but the implementation and the practical actions and lessons drawn from it and applied into the world of retirement that is going to be new but nothing you probably couldn't figure out on your own already uh, my real intent with this book 
is to appeal to a wider audience. And I could not think of a larger, wider audience than people who did not save adequately for retirement. <laughs> and what probably my, my favorite statistic in the whole book during, doing the research was only 15% of baby boomers have adequately saved up enough money for retirement. And I'm like, holy crap. So not only is the book in demand, but we need a completely new retirement system and a completely new retirement plan. And um, that's why I wrote the book, uh, Poor Richard's Retirement, because I actually just scale it down. Like, look, this is really what you need. You don't need half a million dollars. You, You just need to spend a lot less. But I go into all this other stuff on how to spend less, blah, blah, blah. So again, if you are a minimalist, if you are the talented Mr. Fuller, you certainly do not need this book. If you want to help me out and send me money, how about this? Buy the book for somebody else or buy a different book that you need. But I'm just warning you now, if you're already a minimalist, chances are you're not going to need this book. But thank you for everybody buying it or spreading the good word. I do appreciate it. Uh, we have other people's book. You have Frank Servey's book, Uncle Nick, uh, Burning the Midnight. Uh, oh, what was the other one? Oh, I got an old, I got an old sponsor list. Darn it! I thought I had the new one. Um, oh, it's dude. Oh, he's got he's got others. Look up Frank Servey on Amazon, spelled C E R V I. Frank Servey. He's got five books out there. One of which was about escaping the cubicle slaves. I mean, if, and he didn't tell me about that one, but just check check out Frank Servi's books. You can find them on Amazon, paperback and Kindle. Um, and there's, there's more than just the Uncle Nick, which is the red pill fictional man, Uncle Nick, who just makes uncomfortable conversation at the dinner table known as Truth. And kids love him and dogs trust him implicitly because dogs can trust honest people. And that is the sad, that is the sad truth. Nowadays, is the honest people are the ones who are jerks and mean. The the liars, the real evil people, are the ones claiming to be holier than thou, social justice warrior, virtue signaling scum. I just don't understand how the young kids can't figure that out. Like, if you ever had me and Pajama Boy in the same room, and there'd be a you know a, a ten girls, how many of them would choose me? I bet you eight eight or nine would choose Pajama Boy because that's how they've been trained. They look at me. He's like, he's a normie. He's cisgendered. He doesn't look sensitive, and they wouldn't. They wouldn't choose me. They'd go with pajama boy because that's how they were conditioned. He's trustworthy. He cares. He's sensitive. Although they'd be screwing me in in the background behind his back. Oh, wouldn't that be great to find pajama boy's wife and then bang her? This presupposes he was ever capable of getting married in the first place, or finding a woman that would want to commit to him. But oh, that would be well. See, but then she'd be ugly. But just think about I mean that that'd be one where you take it for the team. <laughs> that's 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 one where it's like, how do you get back at a leftist? You you bang his wife. <laughs> oh, that'd be Oh, see now that's okay. Alright, just hear me out on this one. Here's here's a little bit darker. Alright. I, I operate from the perspective I got a vasectomy, so I'm shooting blank so I don't care. But if you really want to get back at a leftist what you do is you, you you cuckold the wife. Now, I know the term cuck uh, means coward or weakling or hypocrite or traitor, even uh, in today's modern political parlance. Uh, but cuckold, like the cuckold fish, um, is, or is it a bird? Basically, it means you impregnate some woman, but some other poor bastard raises your kid but doesn't know it. That would be the ultimate revenge on leftist men. 
and it's almost to the point I think that that would be a, well it is it would be a noble endeavor but it's not worth the risk because then they might do a paternity test but if you have a really true leftist you know cucked male he would never dare question the integrity and honor of his of his wife and so that there's more to this than I'm thinking of this is that might be hmm because think about it there's nothing worse than a leftist male goes against all he's he's a coward <clears throat> he's a weakling don't send me the one guy who works out who's a masculine leftist I know there's five or six of them I know I'm talking the pajama boys. We go find their wives, we impregnate them, and then they got to raise our children. That's still not worth the <clears throat> the paternity test. Then the then the, and and how long do these marriages last anyway? She'll go divorce him, then she'll come after you for money. It's not worth it. It's just it was just a dream, just a dream to think about how to get back at leftist men, impregnate their wives, and have them. Is it? You cuckold them or you cuckold their wives? Who's the cuckor and who's the cucky? Is it cuckolding? Is it you? That's the verb you do to the guy? Or is it the wife that's doing it to the guy with another man? I'd have to go look this up and study the cuckold fish or cuckold fish a little bit more. Anyway, get uh, Frank Servey's books, Uncle Nick. You can find them on Amazon.com. Montrose County. Uh, we got a new book, new sponsor, and it's a, a Vince Flynn international espionage spy action thriller book where a sniper team uh, battles it out, dukes it out in a firefight with some terrorists over in Iraq. And after they blow up the thing, they find some evidence that there's going to be an assassination attempt on the president. And the assassination attempt is going to go on in Montrose County, Colorado, which I've been to. And unbeknownst to the sheriff, who is an Iraqi vet herself, and she's just trying to get her life back together and suffers from PTSD, she is the unknowing, un, uh, unaware, unsuspecting sheriff in quiet Montrose County. Uh, but the Canadian snipers over in Iraq who discovered this assassination attempt, they uh, they. They, their radios don't work, so they've got to battle their way back to command so they can radio this in. But will they radio it in in time to warn the sheriff? So the sheriff, she doesn't know what's coming and coming her way. So get that book, Montrose County. It's available on paperback and Kindle on Amazon.com. Steve's Jerky, which you can find on Facebook.com slash Steve's Kitchen. It's not Facebook.com slash Steve's Jerky. It's Facebook.com slash Steve's Kitchen. So you guys, he's got a picture of jerky up there and his smoking and his building operations and everything. <clears throat> it's kind of cool to look at. Uh, but if you want to put some orders in for jer- jerky, like beef jerky, go ahead. It's homemade. Uh, it's it's uh, You get it by the gallon. <laughs> I don't know how you... I thought gallon was a liquid measure. But you get a gallon of jerky. So however much that is in jerky, that's a lot. It's 150 bucks, but I think it's more for preppers and people who really, really, really like beef jerky. So go to Steve, I'm sorry, facebook.com slash Steve's Kitchen if you want to go ahead and get Steve's jerky. Ed Lattimore's book, Not Caring What Other People Think, is a superpower written by Ed Lattimore. If you have, you don't know who Ed Lattimore is, look him up, edlattimore.com, spelled L-A-T-I more.com. Run Guts, Pull Cones by Adam Piggott and his original book, Pushing Rubber Downhill, also by Adam Piggott, and also the website, Pushing Rubber Downhill, by Adam Piggott. Um, I've been finally 
after I've been done writing, been bidging on him and Cynical Libertarian Society. But uh, if you would like to uh, buy his books, uh, Adventures of an Australian Who Motorcycle Road Tripped Across the, the Country, Australia, from Perth to Sydney, Atham looked that up. And uh, he, he bought a shoddy... It starts out when 1995, so he was, what, 19, 18? Starts out when he's a, a late teenager. He buys a shoddy motorcycle and drives from Perth, Australia, all the way to Sydney because that's where his girlfriend was, and he was under the impression they were still dating. And like a typical Gen X woman, she never told him and just strung him along. And so uh, that then led... Uh, Adam down the path that has turned him into the galvanized male that he is today, which includes global travel, owning a uh, nightclub in Switzerland, I believe, and um, basically just becoming, it's just the forging of a man. You take raw, worthless iron ore, and life just tempers it, heats it, melts it, forges it, and then all of a sudden you came out like like a finely made steel strong blade. And I know a lot of people don't want to go through that. Oh, how do I become a man? I'll just read MGTOW forums and Virgin Tow forums, and I'll I'll talk about how I don't need women, and that'll make me a man. No, it won't. It'll just make you a loser. Uh, but if you want to know, you know what it takes to become a man, get that book, Pushing Rubber Downhill. It's a great read. It's a great read. If there's any justice in the world, uh, that book would sell a lot more than it. Uh, every you know they always say. Every high school student should have worthless. Every high school, every young man should have bachelor pad economics. Every man should be reading Push Your Rubber Downhill. If you haven't, please do. Available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook as well. Nixon's Guide to the Multiverse by Marty Andrade. Um, he also has a book out on D.B. Cooper. If you didn't know D.B. Cooper, he was that guy that stole, um, what was it, a quarter million dollars and then parachuted out of a commercial airliner and they haven't found him yet. So there's a lot of sleuthing and theory and speculation. The guy's probably 80 years old. And they did recover some of the money, interesting enough. But uh, Marty takes a crack at it. So look up Marty Andrade, uh, A-N-D-R-A-D-E, Andrade. Uh, He's on Amazon.com. He has other books as well. I really love Nixon's Guide to the Multiverse. That is hilarious. Just look for Nixon's picture. You you can find it there. The Glimmervale Chronicles by Michael Kingswood. There are six of those books now, if I recall correctly, and I can't remember the other names because I'm not in my office and the books aren't there. Uh, but the first one is Glimmervale, and if you're kind of a, well, if you like fantasy fiction with a Western spin on it, I'd recommend getting those books. But if you're a young adult, they are for young adults, you know, fantasy fiction. It's it's, uh, or if you just you got you want to get your geek on, read it. You know what? I should tell Mike to go advertise on the Beckloff. That would I'd be curious to see if Chris doesn't like because that's more the geekery world. We're 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 higher brow than the Beckloff. We're we're economists and philosophers. We don't just talk about comic books and geekery and and um, what's his name? Movie Bob. That's it. Movie Bob. Everyone take a drink. Movie Bob. Chris Chan. And who else? Oh, the Amazing Atheist. <laughs> It still is my favorite podcast. I still is it. Although, oh, Chris, why do you just... If you listen to his latest one, I'm not even going to mention what he says. And it's not racist, don't worry. It hasn't, it's just he crossed the line. And I'm just like shaking my head. I'm like, ugh. Oh. 
You you don't control it. You don't control it. This is why we charge at Asshole Consulting. Because you can't control it. it. I really charge not because of my time, but because of the pain I know no one's going to listen to my advice. That's really... I, I need to be compensated so I know I didn't waste my time. I guess that is... That's what it is. If people just listened to me and actually did what I said, ah, oh, who knows? Maybe I'd be a pastor. Maybe I'd be a great one. Maybe I maybe I would find religion. But since nobody follows any religious advice or the Bible or the Scripture, right? They ah, eh, forget it. I'll just I'll just charge the Church of Asshole at assholeconsulting.com. Uh, oh, and then Catholic Economic Subsidiarity. The Catholic Economic Subsidiarity. Uh, that's available on paperback and Kindle. Uh, and that is basically how to fight the encroachment of leftism, socialism, and feminism into specifically the Catholic Church, but Christianity in general as well. So if you are sick and tired of leftist politics and the celebration of single mothers in your church, you want to be about Jesus or Mary or whatever it is Jews worship, um, and you're sick and tired of secular politics being forced into it, you're sick and tired of your church, synagogue, mosque, whatever, being monetized, turned into a bank, turned into a market to make money off of people, uh, and, and have abandoned any standards or tenets of the original religion. Get the Catholic economic subsidiarity all about how to stop. Well, one, it teaches about where there is a religious argument for free market and free, free economic principles. But then it's also a counter to all the various leftist secular influences that are trying to infest and invade the church. So get that. That's available on paperback and Kindle at Amazon.com. Average Married Dad's Guide to Health, Wealth, and a Sexy Marriage by Alex Peck. Carrie Lutz's Viral Podcasting. If you're interested in becoming a podcast, you might as well because YouTube doesn't pay anymore. So <laughs> you might as well get your own platform. Viral Podcasting. You can find him on FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com. Or just go and search viral podcasting. That'll be available uh, on Amazon. And then Rolo Tomasi's Tap Whiskey. If you want to help support a fellow Manosphereian, a fellow Red Pillar, one of the founding members, I would say, one of the original wise fathers. I think he might be pushing 50. I don't even know if he listens to the podcast regularly. I don't know if you know if he listens, period. He's probably yelling, I'm not 50. But uh, he does sell whiskey online. Tap Whiskey. Tap Whiskey, spelled without the E, W-H-I-S-K-Y. Dot com, uh, and help out our, our good friend Rolo there. Now listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? I normally eschew politics, but this is... It, it's not even because it's newsworthy. It's certainly newsworthy, but I like it just because it's Trump. And like him or hate him, it is entertaining to have this president on board. <laughs> Trump fires FBI Director Comey. Comey, I don't know his name because I've been paying attention. President Trump on Tuesday fired FBI Director James Comey, abruptly ending a rocky year-long stretch for the top law enforcement officer who came under fire for his handling of the Clinton email probe and whose agency has been investigating whether Trump's campaign had ties to Russia. Quote, the FBI is one of our nation's most cherished and re- cherished respected institutions, and today will mark a new beginning for our crown jewel of law enforcement, Trump said. The president told Comey in a brief letter that he could not effectively lead... You're fired! You're fired, Comey! He could not effectively lead the Bureau and called for new leadership that restores public trust and confidence in law enforcement. 
This is good. This is... I, I'm going to look up this Comey Kami guy. Find out more later. White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer said the president's decision was based on the clear recommendations of Attorney, Ge- Attorney General Jeff Sessions and Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. A search for a new permanent FBI director will begin immediately. I vote me. I vote me. Who else? Who else would make a good FBI head? <clears throat> Chad Elkins. He's he's impartial. He's got that that auditing mind. He could he could he could be a good sleuth. Give him a badge. I don't even know if the guy knows how to fire a gun. Do CPAs know how to fire guns? Guns and accountants don't mix, do they? I'm not picturing that being a good mix. Never mind. No, we can't we can't do that. Uh, the director had told congressional lawmakers that Huma Abedin, as a top aide to then Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, had sent hundreds of thousands of emails to her husband's laptop, including some with classified information. On Tuesday, the FBI said in a two-page letter to the Senate Judiciary Committee that only a small number of the thousands of emails found on the laptop had been forwarded there, while most had been simply backed up from electronic devices. But that error was apparently unrelated to the Comey firing. Department of Justice officials instead cited his handling of the Clinton probe. How do you not... See, and what, what ignorance I have of politics, how do you not find something criminal with that one? Really? You can't find something? I understand it, it took a lot to get down Al Capone. I understand that he had to go after his taxes. You guys at the FBI couldn't find something? I, I know, I know they're very scary. I know that they're on the right side of the team, but I would like to think our law enforcement institutions, if you find corruption, regardless of the political... I mean, look, Nixon, hello, that's that's unethical. Recording people's conversations, all right, that, okay, get out of here. Uh, you, you can't find something on Hillary Clinton? You can't find something on most of these people? The FBI should be investigating every con- uh, congressman right now. They should be. But I know, you guys, you oh, we're FBI agents, we're so tough and badass. Yeah, except when it comes to politics. Oh, you'll, you'll go after drug dealers, you'll go after terrorists. Oh, but you can't go after corrupt politicians. You really, you really want to go and help out the country, FBI and CIA? I mean, you guys are real patriots. You really do it for the country. Why don't you start going after some politicians? There was this um, anti-corrupt. This is long ago. This is back when The Economist was a good publication, 1990s. There was this anti-corruption task force called the Scorpions. And if I recall correctly, they were in South Africa, and they were too good at their job, and I think the politicians end up getting them in. That's what you guys need to be. Go look those guys up, the Scorpions. Back when I was literate, back when I was not ignorant, back when I was educated and informed about not just domestic politics but international politics, why don't you FBI people start taking a couple notes from Because they really pissed off all the right people. But no, you, you guys couldn't find, you couldn't find anything on Hillary Clinton, really. Really. Uh, to do. Comey first ran into problems during the 2016 presidential race when he tried to conclude his investigation into Clinton's use of a private service system for emails while at the State Department. He concluded that Clinton, then the president, the Democratic presidential nominee, had not acted criminally with classified emails, but said she had been extremely careless. Yeah. Okay. All right. He then announced a revived probe regarding the emails and Aberdeen's handling of them 
in the closing days of the race. Clinton has said that largely contributed to her loss to Trump. It could just be you were a bitch, Hillary. Did that occur to you? While Comey had defended his actions, the FBI and other members of the U.S. intelligence community, as well as Congress, are now investigating the extent to which Russia was involved in stealing and making public emails from Clinton's presidential campaign. While I greatly appreciate you informing me on three separate occasions that I am not under investigation, I nevertheless concur with the judgment of the Department of Justice that you are not that you are not able to effectively lead the Bureau, Trump said in a letter to Comey obtained by Fox News. Comey, 56, was nominated by President Barack Obama for the FBI post in 2013 to a 10-year term, praised for his independence. Oh, so you are six years short. Comey has spent three years in law enforcement and has been no stranger to controversy. Sessions said Comey was fired because the FBI needs a fresh start. In his letter to Trump, Sessions said that the next FBI director must be someone who follows faithfully the rules and principles of the Justice Department. Senate Judiciary Chairman Charles Grassley, Republican Iowa, said Comey had lost the public trust and confidence. Okay, okay, I got it, I got it. He's a, he's a bad guy. What's this guy's first name? Comey, Comey. Do, 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 do. James Comey. Let's look this guy up. I want to see who he is. James Comey. If I'm mispronouncing his name, please don't bother. I don't care. Uh, oh, it's all the news of him getting fired. Where is the Wikipedia? Let's see how this guy does on the Clary test. If he's been in law enforcement for 30 years, I bet you he's been doing pretty well. <clears throat> I'm just seeing if he's political. Preceded by Robert Mueller. President, do, 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 do. he was the United States Deputy Attorney General, Attorney for Southern District of New York, 2002, Political Party Republican, formerly Independent, 2016 to present. He is an American lawyer. So was he actually like a cop or something? Or is he just like, oh, he's a lawyer and he went and did some investigations. Let's take a look. Early life and education. Yonkers, New York. Son of Juan and Brian Comey. His father worked in corporate real estate. His mother was a computer consultant homeowner. Okay, so he's a spoiled cunt. Sorry, brat. One point. Senior thesis. Uh, what did he major? Graduated from the College of William & Mary, majoring in chemistry and religion. Okay, how do you split that one? Half a point for studying religion, but not half a point for studying chemistry. Then he went on to get his law degree in 1985. Okay. Um, just reading. So he, what, went there, went to law school, really didn't work much after law school, served as a law clerk for the United States judge. So he went right of the public sector, joined us. Yeah, he's, he's kind of like a, I know he may be Republican or maybe conservative in his leanings, but rich, half a point for majoring in something stupid, and then went and worked in law and the government. So, and has been in government the entire time, he gets a 3.5. Maybe a three. I, you know what? You, you, if he majored in chemistry and religion, all right. We can, the original would be a minor. So he's got a three. This is, yeah, this is not, wasn't like he worked the south side of Chicago in Vice or anything like that or got shot at. He's been a little lawyer boy sitting in, oh, here's your badge. 
Actually, Chad Elkins would be more of a badass mofo than this guy. Chad Elkins might have actually gotten in a fight or two in his life. So, all right, let's get the rest of the podcast. I'm sorry, it's going to be a short podcast. I just saw that, that Trump, once again, telling it, you suck, you fired. <laughs> you public sector pansies aren't used to that, are you? Just being told the truth. Oh, are we still recording? Hang on. All right, good. Sorry, new laptop. All right, asshole consulting. Uh, you guys know the routine. You've been fed a bunch of lies and BS from pretty much everyone who's older than you, either maliciously or unintentionally. Your parents might love you, but dang, if they don't give you guys some bad advice. I, I still see this. Once a week, at least, I'm, I'm shocked. Because I know my little world, my little sphere I, I live in, it's like, no, why would you major in something stupid? Why would you be forced to go to college? Right? Once a week, I get somebody coming in from the outside. My parents are going to cut the funds if I don't major in anything. So they said pick a degree, and they don't care. They'll pay for it. And I'm like, all right. So there's a lot of bad advice going out there, and it will ruin your life. It will ruin your life. So go to assholeconsulting.com. Send me some questions. I am America's older brother who will give you the swift kick in the ass you desperately need. And like all good older brothers, I will charge you for it. You can do a Skype request for 200 We can talk on Skype. That's $200 an hour. It's a little bit too expensive. You can do Praxy if you want to talk over the phony phone. That's $2 a minute. Again, very expensive. We can do a video request. Those average about $35 per video. And we do an email request, which is the cheapest. That's for 25 bucks an email. And uh, that's on average. So if you're much more succinct and, and brief with your request, the price goes down. If you're a veteran or wherever in the military, you get uh, a good discount. You get 33% off because we are pro-military. Uh, so that's assholeconsulting.com. Give the gift of asshole consulting. If someone needs a swift kick in the ass, send them to my site at assholeconsulting.com. If you'd like to advertise on the podcast, it's $100 a month, blah, blah, blah. Chad Elkins at elkinscpa.com. You need an accountant, go there. The League of Extraordinary Podcasters, 405media.com. Obsidian Radio on YouTube. Financialsurvivalnetwork.com. Conto Talk, C-A-N-T-O on blogtalkradio.com. Blowmeuptom.com. Cynical Libertarian Society, SinLibSoch.com. V Speaks, he's on YouTube. Someone actually emailed me a question and I refused to answer it because it was that that dumb. How do you spell V Speaks? And he spelled it V-E-E Speaks. I'm like, you can't look this up? You can't do the one or two or three permutations of V Speaks? I, I just, the questions I get sometimes, I'm like, yeah, no. No. I am going to punish you by letting you wallow in your stupidity. You're too lazy to do a little bit of searching, but you'll, you're not too lazy to write me a page email on how to find this V-Speaks fellow. Uh, I, I just, I'm not going to lift a finger. Mitch Berg at 1280 AM, The Patriot. Uh, he wrote the book True Liberty, spelled L-B-T. Oh, no, I'm sorry, L-B-R-T. L-B-R-T. T-R-U-L-B-R-T. You can find that on uh, Kindle. Academic Composition, go to academiccomposition.com for one of three reasons. One, you're looking for a job, you want to write other people's homework, you want to write their papers because you need a job and you're good at writing stuff, or you want to do advertising and marketing for them. Both jobs suck, but you can do it from your laptop, so don't complain. You can then also get your resumes done over there for $100, or you can be a client and have other people write your homework for you. Go to academiccomposition.com, tell Alex the captain sent you. 
jimfear138.blogspot.com. Uh, he's our recording guy. If you're looking for someone to record your videos or audio. Instagram.com slash ultimate reading list. That's Max's site. So, Oh, i got to advertise on Max. i got to advertise. I knew I had to advertise. Advertised on Terrence Pop. Now i got to advertise on Max. i got to email Max. Max Wooter. Max Wooter. Advertise. There we go. All right. Getting stuff done on my to-do list. Do-dee-do-do. Making up the song as I go. Do-do-do-do. Knocking out things on my to-do list. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Life doesn't so much blow. Um, you can follow me on gab.aiminds.com. Follow me on the Twitter. All the other social media. Uh, Betterment. If you are looking to... You can tell I'm really like mailing it in with this stuff. I just want to go to the gym and get to this cigar lounge before it gets too dark. Uh, I got my classes, the analysis evaluation of stocks. Take that if you want to learn how to value and analyze stocks. You say, how do I find it? Search the analysis evaluation of stocks. You'll find a hundred different places offering it. It's out there. I also am a uh, affiliate marketer of Betterment. Go to my site, CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. Click on the Betterment logo. Look for it. Don't say I can't find it. That means you did not look for it, just like the Amazon logo. Oh, and I did want to. There was a nice lady from. Australia. She sent me a video, not an email, but a video, and she wanted to say thank you for uh, Curse of the High IQ. Um, and she had gone through all these things where she thought she was dumb and she didn't know what was going on, and that this book had really, really removed the wool from her eyes and gave her a bird's eye view of what was really going on, and explained a lot of things in her life and made it a lot easier. So it was a very heartfelt video. I said, well, can you mind if I put it up on YouTube? She's like, oh, God, no, don't, because I look horrible. And she's like, I, I could gussy myself up. And I'm like, no, oh, that's all right. That's it. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I, I just really was like, kind of like, wow, you sent a video. That's really nice. You know, no one sent me a video before. And she was very kind. So I wanted to give a shout out to Amy down in Australia. Thank you very much. And then I got fan mail back at home, but I didn't print it off or or save it. All right, anyway, um, vote, like, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. Check your nuts. Ladies, go get your breast checked for the breast cancer. Follow me on the YouTube blog and all that other stuff. And then tell your friends, all right, I'm out of here, and I'm off to the gym. We'll see you kids later. Toodles.